Hi there, this is Brian from the No Name Nerd Podcast, coming to you from the headquarters of where all nerds belong at the site of the best freaking community of nerds on the internet. My goal in this podcast is to provide meaningful and substantively useful information that will help nerds who are trying to grow their online presence and pursue personal fulfillment through their passion for nerd and geek activities. I'm here to help nerd culture grow and to help you nerds make the world a little more nerdy, and I believe better as a result. All right, so today I am joined by Corey, the creative director at One Up Games. Uh, One Up Games is a premier video game lounge and esports center located in Plainsville, Massachusetts, and uh, happy to be working with them on a Rocket League tournament that is taking place in four short days. Although this uh, podcast will likely be taking place and appearing after the tournament, so we'll, we'll have a winner picked out by then. So thanks for joining me today, Corey. My pleasure. So I thought thought we'd start out maybe if you could just talk a little about yourself and you know maybe share how you got into gaming, uh, kind of what kind of games you're into, things like that. Uh, sure. Um, <clears throat> my very first video game console that I ever owned was an NES. So I'm not going to tell you my age, but you can try to gauge my age with with that, I guess. Um, I got into gaming back in the late '80s and have been doing so ever since. And luckily. Um, landed myself a job a few years ago here at One Up Games. So, um, yeah, uh, as far as video games go, I pretty much play everything now. I play everything from retro games to I just got myself a Series X a couple of days ago. So I've been playing a lot of Cyberpunk now, and um, and Call of Duty Warzone. Those are the two things I've been playing the most lately. If it makes you feel better, I also remember distinctly getting the Nintendo when it was only the Nintendo because there was only one. There was just mm-hmm. Nintendo. There's no like other version. Oh, according to my parents, every console I owned for the next like ten years wasn't Nintendo anyway. So yeah, <laughs> it, it was my oh yeah. I remember going to well, this might date me even more, but I, I remember going to a friend's house to pay play his Atari twenty six hundred. Yep, yep. My cousin had that. Yeah, I was jealous, but then I got the Nintendo, so I was all good. Oh, Nintendo to was play, so much better. to play Contra. I was addicted to the game Contra. <laughs> that was that was the reason I got the uh, Nintendo. Yeah, I remember. I vividly remember. It was like Christmas of 1988. I remember unwrapping that and just being floored. And then playing like Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt for the rest of the evening. So so uh, I'm digressing. But the uh, I, I then went on sort of hiatus, maybe played some PC games, uh, played some in college, and then... I remember when then the Wii came out and they had the new Super Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. That that was made for people that grew up on the first Nintendo on the NES. Oh yeah, we we stayed up. We ended up staying up to like three a.m. or something to just keep playing. <laughs> Brought back so many good memories. <laughs> yeah, I think I think my my video game evolution went NES, Sega Genesis, PC games for a while, and then I jumped back to console, the PS One era. And PS2, Xbox 360, yada yada yada. To today, see, I think I I took a my, my biggest break was oh from PlayStation 2. I kind of took a break from. See, it's not even years to me. I can't even tell you what years they are. I took a break from PlayStation 2 until I picked up PC gaming and you know uh, um, PUBG. I got obsessed with PUBG for a while. Oh, me too. Yes. Yeah. Oh, there we go. We can bond over PUBG. I was a console player, so you were probably a lot better than I was. Oh yeah, except I, I, and I'm saying like I was obsessed. I, I, 
for a good year. I'll, I'll give myself a good year on it. Never won a chicken dinner. What? Single time. <laughs> what? Never? Never. We, gotta, we should go play PUBG right now. We should go play right now. No, I mean, I've tried to pick it back up. I mean, there are a couple times like this, but I just got worse. It, just, it got more embarrassed. I play a lot of Fortnite. Actually, Fortnite with my kids was like the our pandemic lifestyle. Like oh, it was, yeah. it was like, all right, dinner's over. We got nothing to do. There's no sport. I mean, like there's, there's nothing, can't go anywhere. So let's play some, some uh, Fortnite together. Yeah. I, I could never get the grasp of building. I liked, I liked Fortnite because it was like battle Royale on console before PUBG. They, they beat PUBG to the punch, but yeah. I, I can't build to save my life. That's just not, I can't wrap my head around that. I didn't grow up as a Minecraft kid, so I can't, I can't build like second nature like they can. It's crazy. No, I'm ter- I'm terrible at that. I, I'm awful at building. You're right. I think it was the Fort Fortnite tapped into the Minecraft people. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Oh, but how about Do- Doom Eternal? I got Doom Eternal for Christmas. Yes. Have you oh, have you played it yet? Oh yeah, yeah. No, that that was my that's my recent obsession. Except that I'm kind of stuck on a part. But uh, I I'm having that same kind of retro flashback to the original doom mm-hmm. except all like better like well done so yeah i like how in in doom eternal it's more like this juggling act like they always keep you low on ammo they always keep you low on life but yeah if you do a yeah. certain thing to a certain enemy you can get that back so it's like this weird juggling act that you have to do the entire game that's i don't know it's it's cool because it keeps you on your toes while you play in addition to the just like graphic violence yeah <laughs> and <laughs> well and aggression. I- I, I like that description of it as a juggling act because, like the po- the part I'm stuck on, and a few other parts where I realized it, if I start thinking carefully about how I sequence through which, like which gun to which major, you know, uh, uh, monster, whatever, mm-hmm. like if I do it in the right order, it really goes a lot better. But I'm still stuck, so I'm I'm taking a little break. I'm taking a little break. I got stuck a few times. I remember I got stuck on the last. Uh... The last two bosses I got stuck on for a while. That was uh, that was rough. I'll just leave it at that. I don't want to spoil anything for it. <laughs> no, it's gonna get tough. Yeah, I, I appreciate your optimism that I'm gonna make it to that point. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I did want to ask you a little to uh, maybe share about one up games and uh, like what <laughs> oh, you yeah, we're, we're, and, I yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I'm good. I'm good with all other direction we take this, but that's why I bring up questions occasionally to keep myself on track. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, One Up Games, like you said, it's a gaming lounge and esports center in Plainville. We're like uh, just a couple of miles south of Gillette Stadium, actually. Um, it's like a, it's like the modern equivalent of, the, of an arcade. Is kind of kind of how I I tell people about it. You go in, pay six bucks an hour, and you have access to pretty much all our equipment, which is like retro games, every console you can remember, modern consoles, PC gaming, virtual reality, stuff like that. So um, six bucks an hour or fifteen dollars for all day. And uh, we also host a slew of tournaments. As well, other. Okay. Sorry about that. That was, of course, our ever reliable Craig bot uh, recording stuff on Discord or not recording stuff on Discord. Yeah, not recording stuff. Yeah. So you were talking uh, about the uh, the special kind of tournament you had on Fortnite there. We did. After having a bunch of tournaments where we had uh, kids come in and unfortunately team up and cheat in our Souls tournament, um, for some reason Epic doesn't allow you to just kick people out of the lobby, um, we had a, a tournament we called the Backstab Royale where 
you could do whatever you want as long as you weren't like using aimbot or hacking you could team up with whoever you wanted to but only one person could win so at one point or another you had to like turn on your teammates because only one <laughs> person was going to be winning the prize at the end so that was fun i i didn't have to try to rein anybody in i could just watch the chaos and the friendships deteriorate <laughs> uh, a, a, a true battle royale in some ways i guess it was yeah yeah <laughs> and uh Gosh, I, I got I'm, I'm watching this Netflix show right now, which now I'm gonna have to look at my phone and look at it. Where just tonight the episode was about it, it's uh, Alice in Borderland. It's this Japanese show with people stuck in, um, basically stuck in a video game. But I don't know. I shouldn't give it away. But it it, it involved something along those lines of what you're discussing. Discussing on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not the 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 challenge of uh, having to kill off partners. I'll just say it that way. I'll okay. Leave it. Leave it a little more blunt. Um, Craig bot threw me off a little bit. So I, I'm a little bit curious because uh, we ran into this, but well, no. Let me ask you a different question. Um. So pre-pandemic, like one of the, I, I've seen pictures of the uh, facilities you had there, and it looks like a really nice place. Uh, and what what I like about venues like that, and there, unfortunately there aren't any near where I live, uh, but I think what, one of the powerful things about having that social space, having that physical space, is just giving people the opportunity not just like play together, but but interact like in between games and, you know, talk while they're waiting to play or cheer people on that you know i i i gotta imagine that a lot of that used to take place during the tournaments at uh one up one up games yeah i mean that was that was really the the selling point when people would ask me um or when they would see what we did and they'd come in and they'd be like oh people play video, video games here well you know the internet exists why why wouldn't i just play at home and my response was always like we don't sell the you know the act of playing the video game, we're selling the social experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're more of a social hub for people to come and meet other people who play the same game. And like, like you and I, before we even started recording, we're just talking about video games. It's good to meet other people who share your same interests and you can just talk and talk and talk about, about games. So that's more what we sold. And uh, especially when we did tournaments, because like, like you said, people would stand behind other people who were playing, cheer them on stuff like that. So it's really more of a social gathering place. And yeah, that, that part did get hit pretty hard by COVID. Yeah. You know, I was talking to uh, Joe, one of the admins on our, our, our server, and he made a comment about the no name nerd, excuse me, where uh, on some level, like the, uh, the community is the product that mm -hmm. that's, that's really what we've tried to promote, even though we're, we're e-commerce. So we're entirely online, but I mean, to me, having that kind of space for people of shared interest to like interact is an essential part of, you know, what we're trying to do. And, you know, so w when we were in contact and kind of talking about the tournaments, I mean, part of me was looking jealously at that, that space that, you know, <laughs> you had that was bringing people together and you had, you had some great photos of the groups and, you know, people interacting. And I, I think that people have this misconception of gaming as a, um, uh, solitary activity right and you know i feel like for a lot of people you know especially with covid that it's created this meaningful outlet to uh 
interact. And like, if it wasn't for gaming, they wouldn't have anybody to talk to. Right. And you know, it's fascinating because I, I, I see my kids, right? Like when they, part of the fun for them in gaming is to play with other people and to talk to other people while they're playing. And, you know, so I think that that, that kind of play that, that whether you're an adult or you're a kid, you know, having something fun to do and talking about it is just makes our lives better. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Definitely. I, um, I agree with them. The, the, the community is, is more of the product than anything else. And it's like, where I, it's something I read. I don't remember where it was, but it was something about someone referred to Fortnite as like the modern day um, place where kids will hang out after school. You know, like you don't really see arcades anymore. You don't see um, like teen centers really that often, but Fortnite was this big playground where all these kids could get together with all the kids they know from school or, you know, from anywhere else and have a place to hang out and play. And that's kind of what like, the online space has become. And that, that's one of the reasons I think, I think games are so important is because like you said, they're not very rarely now are they solitary experiences, even with solitary games like Skyrim or cyberpunk or Witcher, you could have a very vastly different experience than I could. So like we could talk about our experience playing the Witcher or whatever for, you know, hours. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and to me that, that that's where game, you know, we were, we were talking about NES and that, that, that's where gaming I think has changed in this really interesting way where I actually, my, my favorite memories of playing Nintendo even like were with friends of mine who were sitting next to me on the couch or whatever and staying up late playing. And I played by myself too, but I mean like my, my best memories were being there with other people. And I think that it's just now the ways in which you can be there with other people, you know, like you're talking about Fortnite, uh, you know, building stuff or, or Minecraft, right? Building stuff mm-hmm. together or playing together, competing against each other, competing on the, playing on the same team. Like that's the, the ways in which people can play together is there's so many more options now. Yeah. So, so I am, you talked a little bit about um, how one up gaming's sort of adjusted to the pandemic. Were, were there other ways that you guys were impacted? Like how now that we're kind of far into things and hopefully on the, I'm I'm hoping taking the turn towards things getting better, but uh. things things are getting better. I mean, we had to with uh, Governor Baker's orders, um, like a lot of businesses in Massachusetts, we just had to flat out close for about three months. Yeah. So um, luckily, we have a very understanding landlord at uh, the space we're at now, and he's a great guy. So we've been able to you know remain open now that we opened you know again three months later, but it's with. A lot of uh, precautions, of course. Everyone has to wear a mask. Yeah. We have to disinfect everything before and after use. And we have a limit to how many people can come in the building at a time. Um, other ways that COVID has impacted us, we, we had a whole section of our business called On The Go, where we didn't, we didn't have one of those arcade trucks, but we would bring regular consoles and um, TVs and everything, and we, we could set it up. We, just, we didn't have a flashy truck. Honestly, the flashy trucks, they cost too much, if you ask me. So Yeah. <laughs> But all that got impacted because people weren't having big parties anymore. People weren't having events where they would need, you know, gaming as, as entertainment. Like we would we would go to game nights at bars and, and set stuff up and, um, you know, just people aren't going out anymore. So we weren't doing that anymore. We weren't doing our in-house tournaments anymore. So um, just a lot of stuff got put on the back burner. But thankfully, like our, our Discord server has taken off and um, a lot of our online events now have... Uh, have started to take off as well. So that's that's how we've, we've kind of migrated over. But again, 
it's it's a way different way different space. You know, we can't we can't use our uh, our game center for online events. So, yeah, I mean, I, I I do think a lot of gamers adjusted more easily maybe than some other people, but it's still. Yeah, that that isn't to say, especially if you're a business, it is without adjustment, <laughs> or you know, especially if you're serving as such an important social space for so many people. Well, luckily, a lot of our clientele too are very uh, adept at um, online infrastructures and how the internet works and things like that. So we we most of our customers are are pretty um, tech savvy. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So, it's, can, can what you hear change? I'm I'm sorry if you can hear this in the background. Oh, a little bit. It's okay. I okay. can't tell what it is. We we have some honestly some some rowdy customers up front right now that are now they're singing. So I don't know what's going on out there. <laughs> well, as long as they're having fun, right? Yeah, they are having fun. So, what do you think is in store for gaming in 2021? Here, as we uh, in January, and we're recording this right after the new year. Is there anything that um, you're looking forward to in esports or gaming that's that's kind of coming up in the next year or so? Um, I, I'm looking forward to getting my hands eventually on a PS5 because I unfortunately wasn't able to get one of those yet. As far as big events go, um, I don't know. I think I'm, I feel kind of gun shy after COVID. Like I know that PAX recently announced that they are going to be having PAX East and the thought of being in a gigantic crowd like that, I've, I've gone to every single PAX East, either working or as like press for ever since they started doing PAX East, this would be the first one I wouldn't go to because the thought of it really kind of like just gives me tons of anxiety being in like a sea of people. I mean, people would all, always get sick after PAX, but now I can imagine, you know, COVID plague instead of just the PAX plague. So I don't, I don't know about, about PAX or any like upcoming events and conventions. That's what, uh, that's, what's going to be really different for me this year. Like no Comic-Con, no PAX, you know? Yeah. I, I, Sometimes it, it's it, even when I think ahead to the next year, um, I just kind of hope nothing goes bad. <laughs> like I'm not. It's not that I'm looking forward to something good. I'm just hoping for nothing bad. That's that's what I I told my wife the other day. I was like, you know, 2021 doesn't really even have to be an awesome year to be an awesome year. It just has to be a not a terrible year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then we're moving up in the world if we can <laughs> avoid horror and exactly. We're making advancements. So you you work with uh, a lot of people who are into gaming. You say uh, a lot of our our audience and the people in our community, um, a lot of them are just getting into streaming or maybe they've been playing and they're trying to uh, maybe get a little more serious uh, and perhaps even thinking professionally about it. Do you have any tips or suggestions that are for people who are getting into esports or getting into streaming or just trying to kind of up their game, I guess? Um, as far as streaming goes, I mean, we're, um, we're Twitch affiliates at one up. So we do have some of the benefits of, um, the Twitch affiliate status, but I wouldn't say we're, we're not a huge streaming site. I think we're, we got a a couple more subs today, I think. So we're just under a thousand, but as far as like tips, um, I know that it's always important to like have a, or if you want to have regular viewers to have a regular schedule and record on a, uh, not doesn't have to be a daily basis, but just on a regular schedule when people can kind of plan to watch. And um, I always found it's more important, really. You you don't have to, I know a lot of streamers are just like insanely good. You watch some Fortnite or Call of Duty streamers, they're insane at how good they are. And some people get down on themselves because they don't think they're as 
good as these streamers and they'll just quit because they'll, you know, they'll say, oh, I'm trash. I'm not good. I think it's more important that you're having fun while you play and that you interact with whoever you can get to join you, you know, whoever you can get to watch. If you have someone to bounce off of, if you can show that you're having a good time and you can just, uh, you know, enjoy yourself with that person. I think it's more important to enjoy yourself on stream and to joke around and have fun than it is to like be really, really good. I mean, I guess there is a place for streamers who are insanely good at what they do because everybody wants to see, you know, like a, a no hit run in Bloodborne. People want to see that, you know, kind of crazy stuff. But what real human can do that? I don't know how people really do that. Yeah, it's the uh, you, you can be entertaining by being good, but most yeah. people aren't that good. I can't. But you can be, you can be entertaining in other ways. Yeah. And to me, that's one of the interesting things about streaming is that if you compare it to like television or movies, that there's a social dimension, right? It's loaded because I'm a sociologist, so I always look at the social dimension. But there, there's an opportunity for interaction with the person on the screen as a viewer, right? That you don't have with television, with movies, with sort of traditional media. So I think that you know, the more people can take advantage of that, the, the better they'll do. Oh, definitely. And to always acknowledge the people who like will talk to you or interact with you. If you, you know, if regulars come on, you can say, oh, hey, you know, so-and-so uh, saw you in our last Fortnite tournament. It's always good to um, recognize everybody because they, they do. They just like to see whoever's on stream. They want to talk to them. They want to get some sort of response from them. And yeah. um, like, that's what I've been, I've been having the most fun exploring as far as like, being a streamer um because you know like you said i'm not gonna be godlike at any video game anytime soon so that's not why people are gonna watch us but to just talk with them and interact with them like we um we're just kind of exploring that idea we do a lot of um uh jackbox nights we do jackbox nights like oh yep and those are always super fun those are some of the most fun streams because you just you know goof off with people and they, yeah. they can play the game with you. We're also going to be doing, this is going to be an experiment. We haven't done it yet, but we're going to be doing a, uh, a Jeopardy stream in a couple of weeks where it's kind of going to be like an IRL stream where it's just going to be me hosting a pseudo video game theme Jeopardy. And anyone in the Twitch stream can participate, you know, just by answering the questions in the Twitch stream. So oh, that's a fun one. Yeah. So I, like I, any, any social interaction, I'm, I'm, I like exploring those. Yeah. No, that's interesting. I, I'll, I'll be curious how the uh, the Jeopardy one plays out. I think it's it's tapping into my my inner competitive side, where I, I might be able to do better at that than the uh, any competitive, real competitive video game. <laughs> yeah, come play. <laughs> there, there's a retro category, so you'll have an advantage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think you just called me old. I'm that's not sure. Right, I'm old. <laughs> yeah. We you, you already shared your your uh, childhood ownership of an NES, so it's all yes. Good. All right. Well, is there, there anything else you'd like to share with the No Name Nerd community? Um, I just wanted to to plug our upcoming uh, Rocket League tournament with you. But yeah, the way post production and podcasting works, I guess it would have already have happened. I guess <laughs> I'll I'll thank you for partnering with us on the uh, the Rocket League tournament. <laughs> and um, was, yeah, well, we, you also um accepted us into your affiliate program too. So um. We're very happy about that. Use coupon coupon code One Up Games get ten percent off. No name nerd. Yeah. Do it absolutely, absolutely. So I'm I am glad to be working with you guys. It looks like you guys have a great setup over there in uh, Plainville. Maybe one of these days when things settle down, I'll I'll be able to stop by and uh, 
We'll, we'll play play a little NES <laughs> or, oh, yeah. or PUBG. I'm not sure. <laughs> or yeah, one of the two. Maybe some Contra. We do have Contra on our game oh, yeah. which is pretty yeah. awesome. Contra, I think I, I, I for a while had a uh, oh I'm uh, oh a Raspberry Pi that had like a bunch of retro games loaded on it. So oh nice. Yeah, yeah. I think that's uh oh go ahead. I went through I went through a small retro phase with that, but I think my my memory card crashed. But. <laughs> we I think um we we try to have a lot of different social medias. We have a Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that. Um we do have TikTok, but the only <laughs> the only video that's really ever got any success is the one video where I managed to put the Konami code in first try on our <laughs> on our arcade cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny <laughs> you, so apparently you're saying the konami code is also cracked the code on tiktok yes like i guess if you hashtag it i don't even remember how tiktok works to tell you the truth yeah but yeah somehow that got us a lot of views oh there you go <laughs> all right Corey. well appreciate the time appreciate you uh coming to, to talk with me today my pleasure all right take care you too credibility Today, I'm going to be talking about how you can build credibility for your stream and your personal brand. This is Brian from the No Name Nerd coming to you from the headquarters of where all nerds belong and the site of the best freaking community of nerds on the internet. My goal in this podcast is to provide meaningful and substantive useful information that will help nerds who are trying to grow their online presence and pursue personal fulfillment through their passion for nerd and geek activities. I'm here to help nerd culture grow and to make you nerds ma- uh, help you nerds make the world a little more nerdy. I believe better as a result. So I, I got an email today from somebody who's a growing streamer, and this individual was bragging about their audience, and they had an esports team that uh, was doing pretty well, and they they were making some money, and they were making some. Um, you know, cash and tournaments, playing Fortnite and Rocket League. And they actually sounded like they were doing pretty well. And I, I got to thinking, they, they were, of course, interested in the sponsorship and they, they were interested in some support and sort of tapping into the no-name nerd brand, which is fine because, you know, that's what I love to do is I love to work with uh, growing esports teams and growing streamers and get to know people. And I, I like being contacted by people like this. But I, I got to thinking about the challenge of credibility. And how do I know that this person that's reaching out to me through email, because I get a lot of random emails, how do I know that this person that is reaching out to me through email is who they say they are? How do I know that they've really developed the following that they have? How do I know that they really are representing the esports team that they claim to be representing? And I got to be thinking about how in this online world can you increase the credibility for your brand for your stream and when you're reaching out to companies how can you help convince them to sign you up right to support you whether it's support you through a donation or support you through um you know sponsorship or affiliate program or whatever it is that you know when you're reaching out to somebody and you're trying to develop a partnership and you're speaking on behalf of either your personal brand or your esports team or something like that how do you get credibility and i realized that there's a very simple answer to that. And the answer to that is stop using Gmail. Stop using Outlook. Stop using Yahoo. That when you send an email address, 
stop using one of these free services. And I know, I know a lot of people out there that don't have very much money and I get that, but you got to understand that your digital face, your digital presence, that your letterhead in the 21st century is not written on a piece of paper that, you know, back in the day, 20 years ago, if you wanted to convince people that you were officially representing a company or an organization, what you would do is that you would make sure that your letter of reference or your letter of introduction or whatever your commun- official first official communication that it was coming from uh, on letterhead, right? That you'd, you'd put it on, a, they called it paper, they would put on a piece of paper and it would have the company letterhead at the top. And, you know, only certain people would have access to that letterhead. And so then if you got something on that letterhead, you had some indication that this was an official communication from somebody that represented that company or organization. Well, that's the thing is when you send somebody an email and you send it from a Gmail address or you send it from Outlook or you send it from one of these sort of standard free email addresses, you could be anyone. And in fact, when you're talking about email addresses where like anybody can put anything into a, um, you know, into, can start up a Gmail account, not only are you failing to put your best foot forward and communicate that you are officially representing the brand or esports team or group or, or even your personal brand, but you can look a little bit shady. And, and that was kind of my initial response when I was reading the first email from this um, uh, representative of the esports team. Because I was thinking like, well, you know, how do I know that you're just not somebody that's, you know, got a 10 followers and you're just looking for some free stuff? Because I, I don't hate people like that. But I mean, the truth is I get a lot of them. And, you know, giving if I gave out free stuff every time I had somebody who, you know, had 10 followers, I'd quickly be driving the no name nerd bankrupt. And so it, it sounded like they, they've got a pretty established following and it sounded like they had a pretty established esports team. But then my next question in my mind and the next question I had for them because I replied is, well, how do I know that they represent the brand? Because another common thing to do if you want to know if somebody's really representing um, a particular brand, right, if they have a following, if they're turning into an influencer, is you simply ask them to send you a link to their social media right? Send me a link to your Twitch stream. Send me a link to your Instagram account. Send me a link to your, your Facebook page, your Facebook group, whatever it is. But you know what? Like, how much traction does that get? I mean, is, is there credibility in that? Because you know what I need in order to uh, show off the fact that I've got a lot of Twitch followers? I just need to go on to Twitch and I just simply need to find somebody's account that has a whole lot of followers and then i just need to hop on my my gmail account and send it to them and tell them hey no this is really my twitch account and this is i'm really the one who's got these thousands of followers and therefore can you send me some free merch yeah i get some of that too and you know it it does not have credibility and so I want you thinking about your email address, and I want you to think about how in this digital world, things like letterhead don't exist anymore. But there's an easy solution to that. If you stop using Gmail, if you stop using Yahoo, and you start using email that is perhaps from a hosted site that has uh, you know, your own domain name. So when I send you an email, right, I send you an email from brian at nonamenerd.com. So there is absolutely no question that I am representing the company, the No Name Nerd. And if I were to also send you links to my social media, 
that are the No Name Nerd? Am I Instagram the No Name Nerd? Am I so my Facebook the No Name Nerd? My Twitch the No Name Nerd? And my email, my personal communication also comes from the No Name Nerd. Then what you have is a built-in calling card. You've got built-in credibility. And sure, it, it costs a little bit of money, right? I mean, it's going to take you, what, $16.99 maybe to purchase a domain name. And it, it could cost you a little more if you're going to use hosted email. But, you know, if, if you're willing to invest these money in the lights, if you're willing to invest this money in your computer system, and you really want to take your personal brand and you want to turn it into something like a business, I'm going to tell you that one of the easiest ways and I would even argue one of the most inexpensive ways that you can get some credibility, right? Because that's your goal, to make people pay attention to you and realize that you really are who you say you are. That's what credibility is. Stop using Gmail. Stop using Yahoo email addresses. Buy your own domain name and get your own email address so that every time you communicate with somebody via email, they know it's you. They know you're representing your brand. They know where to find your brand. And there is absolutely no question that you are who you say you are and that you are representing the brand that you say you're representing the personal brands. And that, my friend, is credibility. So I hope you found this useful. If you are a nerd who loves to game, stream, read, play, watch, and interested in promoting a welcoming and inclusive nerd culture, you belong with us. Just head to nonamenerd.com and join one of our online communities. We are more than a brand. We are a community where nerds truly belong. And if you want to get an in-depth understanding about how to grow your audience for your stream or bolster your followers, head to mynerdschool.com for professional courses for streamers and gamers looking to take your their online presence to the next level. This is Brian from the No Name Nerd.